Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. So glad you could be with us for this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. The name of the church is not negotiable. It was the title for a conference message given by an LDS apostle by the name of Neil L. Anderson. And as we mentioned yesterday, of course, he gets the name of his talk from a statement that was made by 17th President Russell M. Nelson, a statement that he made back in 2018, not long after he became the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We're looking at his talk, and today we're looking at page 117 of the November 2021 edition of the Leahona Magazine. Of course, the November 2021 edition of the Leahona Magazine contains the transcripts of the conference messages that were given a month earlier as the May edition gives the transcripts of the April conference messages. In this talk, Neil Anderson goes on to say, Christians who are not among our membership will welcome our role and our sure witness of Christ. Even those Christians who have viewed us with skepticism will embrace us as friends In these coming days, we will be called by the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Nelson gave the impression that if you use the wrong name for the church, that you're actually offending Jesus and you're giving Satan a victory. And the commandment is to call the church by its proper name. But Nelson also said not to refer to yourselves as Mormons. Don't use the word Mormonism. So here we find Anderson saying here that Christians who are not among our membership will welcome our role and our sure witness of Christ. Well, in order to welcome their sure witness of Christ, don't you have to kind of know what they believe about Christ? And you see, their belief regarding Jesus has always been troubling to us. So when he goes on to say, Even those Christians who have viewed us with skepticism will embrace us as friends? Well, first of all, let me qualify. I have no problem whatsoever embracing a Latter-day Saint as a friend. As a friend, I can overlook their bad theology. I can overlook the theology that condemns what I believe. I can be a friend regardless of our theological differences. I cannot embrace them as a fellow Christian, however. So when Anderson gives the impression that those Christians who have viewed us with skepticism will embrace us as friends, as if somehow they're going to look at us as fellow believers, I question that conclusion for this reason. I find that most of us who are very well aware of the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints find it even more so offensive when a Latter-day Saint tries to convince us that they are Christians, even though they hold to doctrines that we find highly 
offensive. So I think Anderson is absolutely incorrect here. He may be able to convince ignorant Christians that they are also Christians, but I don't think any Latter-day Saint is going to be able to convince a Christian who has been skeptical about the LDS Church and knows why there's some problems here. Bill, you began this ministry in 1979. When you started this ministry, how many Latter-day Saints wanted to be known as Christian? In 1979, I found it to be quite rare, and I think the reason is because they did not want to be equated with what most people think Christians are and what Christians believe. So if you ever heard a Latter-day Saint say that they're not Christians, that's probably why. But they normally would not just volunteer that title for themselves. This is something that I find that is relatively new. I wouldn't say within the last couple of years. It's, it's been going on for a while. But I do not recall back in 1979 of Latter-day Saints voluntarily saying, well, we're Christians, as if we're Christians just like you. And that's an expression that we hear today. We have people who are listening to our show right now, I know for a fact, they have told me that when they were Latter-day Saints back in the 70s, 80s, even in the 90s, that they wanted to be known as Mormon. Probably been the last 20, 30, maybe, maybe we'll go as far as 40 years that there's been this switch to be known as Christian. But when, when Anderson says that they will embrace us as friends, and what you're talking about, yes, we can have Latter-day Saints as friends, but I think this is more of a PR move to make their church more acceptable, and people will become Latter-day Saints, maybe not understanding fully of what Mormonism teaches, but because they're nice people who have the name of Jesus Christ in their name. And I think you're absolutely correct, and I think Anderson gives it away Later on in this talk, for instance, in the next column on page 117, he talks about a brother, Lori Ahola, from the eastern United States, admits that at times he finds it awkward to share the full name of the church. But because of the prophet's counsel, he persists. On one occasion, he was visiting a friend at a church of another faith, and here are his words. An acquaintance asked, are you a Mormon? I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, yes, I said. He started asking me several questions, each beginning with, does the Mormon Church believe? And each time I began my answer with the phrase, in the restored Church of Jesus Christ we believe. When he noticed that I wasn't accepting the title Mormon, he asked me point blank, are you not Mormon? So I asked him if he knew who Mormon was. He didn't. Let me stop you there. I asked him if he knew who Mormon was. Now, obviously, this tactic is trickling down to the membership. I received an email from a Latter-day Saint who asked me that very same question. And I have to admit, I was a bit taken back that he would ask someone like myself, who's been studying this for over four decades, if I knew who Mormon was. Well, of course I know who Mormon was, according to the story in the Book of Mormon. So I gave him a paragraph of who Mormon was as he's described in the Book of Mormon. I was very well aware of that. But you see how this backfired? This Latter-day Saint thought he was going to trip me up by asking me, well, who was Mormon? I knew exactly who Mormon was. And yet, is this the tactic they're going to use? Are they going to risk offending people who have probably read the Book of Mormon, have maybe 
given Mormonism a cursory study and are very familiar with some of the teachings of their church, this is not a good way to go about it. In fact, as I read that portion that you just read, Eric, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes, I said. That sounds like a bit of an obfuscation here. You're not really answering my question. I would guarantee you, as I said in another program, that if Glory Ahola had been a member for any amount of time, he too probably used the title of Mormon to describe himself. Well, now, because Nelson has come out and made this decree, is it that Lori Ahola has just suddenly forgotten how he described himself prior to 2018? You see, I take this as an obfuscation. It's a dodge. Just answer the question by saying, well, we prefer now not to go by that title, but yeah, you're right. I would fall under that category. At least you fell under that category, certainly, before 2018. Probably use the title yourself to describe yourself. You see, this is the kind of answer that I find insulting. When Latter-day Saints do that, well, I'm not a Mormon, and yet I'm talking to a person who's probably in their 40s, and you know they use that title to describe themselves. But now, all of a sudden, because their prophet said that we're not supposed to use the word, I'm not that anymore. It wasn't that long ago, Bill, that there was a campaign called I Am a Mormon. And thousands and thousands of Latter-day Saints wrote in their testimonies. They were published on a website. This was publicized on billboards, and they, they had a film over at Temple Square that you could actually watch, and all these testimonies of people who called themselves Mormon. Very good point. And as you said, there were numerous Latter-day Saints who had their testimonies on that page. And the page was, as you said, I am a Mormon. So at least every single one of those people who had their testimony posted on that website, for them to use this kind of a tactic, I'm going to call you out and say, you're being deceptive. Because you had no problem calling yourself that when you had your testimony posted on the website, I am a Mormon. So if you act like you're offended now, it's going to be very difficult for me to take you seriously. So even though they're trying to convince a lot of people by getting away from that title that somehow that makes them orthodox in their faith, I think it's going to backfire, and I hope it does. In fact, how should Christians answer a person like this? You see, I had another Latter-day Saint write me, and he said, well, I'm a, a bit behind the times because since 2018, we shouldn't be using the word Mormonism as if we should change the name of our ministry. It's not happening, folks. But this is what he was implying. And he brought up the fact that Nelson made that decree. My opinion, and I told him this, I think it's silly. Now, certainly you could preface that with saying, I don't mean to offend you. But I think this whole idea about not calling yourself a Mormon and making a big deal out of what the name of your church is is really rather silly. I do not find any New Testament precedent for this. We don't see Jesus saying anywhere in the New Testament of what his church should be called. In fact, if you do even a, a minuscule study in the epistles of Paul, you'll find that the church was often referenced by its location Paul didn't have a big deal about this. Peter didn't have a big deal about this. If it wasn't a big deal in the New Testament, why is it a big deal now since 2018 on when it didn't seem to even be a big deal between 1830 when the church was founded 
up till 2018 when Russell M. Nelson became its president. You see, there's a lot of inconsistency here that I think these leaders are expecting their membership to ignore in order to follow this edict. And I'm going to go so far as to say this, Eric. Of all the things that I have seen in recent years regarding the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, this is the most cultish of teachings that I have found. And what do I mean by that? You have to ignore your history. You have to ignore the past teachings of their presidents, including Gordon B. Hinckley, Thomas Monson. You ignore all that. And then all of a sudden you embrace this man's teachings as if all those incidences weren't a part of your history. And people in the church just immediately get in line and start doing it. Bill, so you're not going to be using the term Church of Jesus Christ or the church anytime soon, I'm guessing. I will never use that title to refer to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'll use their long title, their official title. I'll do that. But I don't think it's correct for a Christian to refer to that organization as the Church of Jesus Christ. Folks, it is not the Church of Jesus Christ. The Church of Jesus Christ was never an organization. The Church of Jesus Christ is composed of forgiven individuals. That is the Church of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.